Hi, I'm Leah Collins. I'm a senior here at the high school. I'm in Mr. Swords' communications medias class, and I'm here with Mrs. Phelps. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. So I just want to get a little bit of background on you. Okay, so I grew up here. Um, I went to, it's it's a bad thing to say, I guess, teaching here, but um, I went to Bishop Brossard. I graduated a long time ago, and then I went to NKU for my undergraduate, and then for my graduate degrees, I went to UC and then NKU again. So I just assume you grew up around here too then, right? Because you went to high school here? Yes, I did. I grew up here. I moved here, I would say, like when I was like one or two. And I've lived in that same house uh, the whole time. And then now I currently live a half mile from my childhood home. So, yeah, I didn't move very far. Nice. Um, how long have you been working here? So at Campbell County, it's a funny story. I started, it's a funny story because I forget um, all the time. And I think I forget because I just like my job. So I'm not yet counting down how many years do I retire or anything like that. So this is my 16th year of education um, and either teaching or being an assistant principal. I've been at this school. This is my 12th year. I started out at Newport High School. I'm here with Mrs. Goss. Mrs. Goss, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So I just want to start off with getting a little background on you, like where you went to high school and where you went to college. Sure. Yeah, so I went to uh, Hamilton High School, which um, is about 30 minutes north of Cincinnati. Um, and then I went to Miami University um, of Oxford in Ohio, in Oxford, Ohio, um, for my undergraduate degree, got a political science degree there. And then after that, I went to Northern Kentucky University to get my master's in business administration. Okay, so you grew up around here then? Mm -hmm. Yep, I have spent my entire life in this general area, whether it's Ohio or Kentucky. How long have you been working at your job? Um, so I've been at Fifth Third for uh, about 16 years. Um, prior to that, I worked at Fidelity for a year. Um, as a stock and options trader, and then I've been in a couple different divisions um, at my current at my current company. Okay, and you are a vice president. Can you elaborate on what you do at Fifth Third? Yeah, of course. So I'm a vice president, compliance director in our compliance risk management division um, of Fifth Third Bank. And so, um, essentially, what our group does, what compliance risk management does, is help um, the bank. Uh, ensure that we're in compliance with federal and state regulations. Um, so as the government um, sets out certain regulations for banks or financial institutions, our group's job is to help our line of business partners make sure that what they're doing, uh, their interactions with customers and um, you know disclosures and things like that for mortgages, all of those things are accurate um, and, and are happening in, in accordance with the law. Um, and so we do a, a lot of that. And then, you know, in general, risk management, we're, we're trying to make sure that as an institution that we are taking on appropriate risk. So if we're going to be having um, partnerships with different vendors or we're going to be um, introducing new products um, to customers, that we are able to take on that risk. And so we do a lot of um, kind of due diligence and making sure that as we look at those new processes or those products that um, it's appropriate risk for the bank to take on. Um, and so that's part of what our, our job is to do. I'm here with Mrs. Aubrey Roth. How are you? 
Good, how are you? Good, thank you. I'd like to know some background on you. So like educational background, where you went to high school, college, that type of thing. Yeah, so I am a Campbell County alum. I think I graduated, I don't think, I graduated in 2013. A lot of people probably know me by Aubrey, Aubrey Franzen. Um, I studied computer science at NKU and graduated with a math and computer science degree in 2017. And now I'm working as a consultant for Caliberty. Currently, I'm contracting with a client who I'm doing a mobile app for. So it's just a little bit about me. That's cool. So I guess you grew up around here. Yep. I lived in Alexandria, Kentucky for most of my life. Moved to Highland Heights, and now I'm in the Erlanger Ellesmere area by Florence. So. Nice. So how long have you been working at your job? I have been working as a consultant for four and a half years now. So I've been consulting since I left college. All right. How did you reach your level of success given the gender gap, especially among leadership? Oh, because I'm the only female yeah. principal here? Okay. If you asked me this question, like in my first year of teaching, I never probably would have became an administrator. I really like teaching. I taught math um, and I absolutely loved it. And then just kind of one day it was sporadic. Like it really was out of nowhere. I just was talking to my husband and I said, I think I want to go back to school and be a principal. I don't think he believed me at first, but he was like, okay, let's do it. So I wasn't done teaching. I wasn't tired of teaching. Like I absolutely loved it, but I started going to more professional developments and learning different strategies and instructional strategies. So I started, instead of being just a student of how to teach math, which was my first love, I started learning how to just be a good teacher in general. So I think as I shifted towards from focusing on teaching math to just teaching, that kind of made me see or made me realize that I maybe need to be in a different role rather than just a math teacher. How did you reach your level of success given the sector's gender gap, especially among leadership? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that I think that having a good um, plan, kind of goals, and, and making sure that I'm I'm focusing on my personal development um, has been part of my success. I think that having really good mentors and um, and networking and having people um, behind you that that you feel really comfortable going to and kind of getting advice from them or kind of, um, you know, getting just some, some guidance on what to do in particular situations has been something that I have found a lot of value in. I think that um, the other thing is, is, you know, as women in particular, um, just speaking up and, um, and not letting um, other voices in the room be the dominant ones, but, um, you know, if you've got something valuable to say or an opinion to share, um, really stepping forward and giving that and making sure that, that people understand your work ethic, um, your skill set, you know, making sure that people know that they can come to you for certain things or that you're an expert in certain areas and really just being very transparent about that so that you're kind of the go-to person and uh, regardless of, you know, the gender or the, or the gaps that exist. Um, I also think looking for a company um, that has a good culture around that has 
has also helped. I've been lucky in the sense that I've I've worked for a company that's been, um, I think, really um, welcoming of and, and kind of lifting up women and and doing different things. We've got a, like a women's um, leadership group. We've got um, different business resource groups, things that really focus on women and their success. And I, I think that that's that's very helpful from a culture perspective. Yeah, that sounds like it would be a great environment to work in. Mm-hmm. How did you reach your level of success given the sector's gender gap, especially among leadership? It's definitely not so. And I'm glad you asked me on here because I always love talent talking about women in tech and computer science because there is a massive gender gap even with developing. I am the only developer on my team currently, and I think I don't think I've ever worked with another girl developer in my last four and a half years. I've worked with QA people or management style, like owning the project, but I haven't been on a team with a female. So it is very sparse um, in that respect. How I got here today is a lot of hard work, perseverance, not shying away from opportunities. There's just like so many things. It's never just one thing I feel like to mm-hmm. get to success. It's a combination of things. And I like to always point out like having a good mentor and support system to help you when you're feeling down in your career. And especially when there's a gender gap, I think it's important to have people to lean on. How long have you been working to get where you are today? I know you said you've been teaching, being a principal for 16 years, but how long did it take you to get even there? I think I had this job for five years now, I think. Um, It only took me, I want to say, a year of graduate school to get like a summer, a fall, and a spring semester. Maybe a year and a half. I can't really remember um, I'm pretty motivated when it comes to school. Um, I think most teachers are. Obviously, they teach. They like school. Um, I have a very supportive husband, so I took as many classes as I could to get through as quick as possible. So while I was teaching, I would say maybe one to two years. It could have been about a year and a half of administration classes. And then um, I applied for the job. Um, I didn't get it the first time, so... That was interesting. Um, a little known fact. I did not get it the first time, but I applied again. I didn't. I kind of used that as not something to set me back. Um, I kind of took it as motivation. So that next year, I did more. I went to. Um, I got more involved in committees. I got more involved in going to meetings. I went to more events, um, just to kind of build my resume a little bit more. Instead of, I mean, I felt like I was a decent teacher but I needed something more to add in. So I think after that year of working a little extra hard to build my resume, that kind of helped me get the job the next time I applied. So how long, like in general, have you been working to get where you are today? Um, I'd say, you know, probably 15, 16 years since I graduated. I, when I was doing my master's degree, I was also working. So I was doing, um, I kind of started my career and was doing my master's degree at night. So it's been about 15, 16 years of working through, you know, uh, various positions within the organization um, to get to where I am, to where I am today. So it doesn't just happen overnight or within a couple of years. It takes time. 
yeah, definitely not. It definitely takes time. Um, I, I think that having a, you know, having a, an idea of what your goals are, what your career path, what you want it to look like is always a good idea because you're always working towards kind of that next step. I also, with that, will say kind of a caveat is always be open to um, a redirection. So if there's an opportunity that wasn't necessarily on your original plan, um, but it gives you, you know, some exposure to something different or a different skill set, definitely, you know, consider it and take it. But I think it's good to have at least a skeleton of what, um, you know, plan of what you want to accomplish or what goals you want to to reach for, kind of work towards, because it keeps you constantly learning and developing. And I think that that keeps you from becoming a disengaged or kind of complacent employee if you're constantly kind of looking for either not the next necessarily the next opportunity but the next development whether it's a skill set or whether it's a exposure to a different area of your company or, or whatever through a project or or different things like that so okay how long have you been working to get where you are today i know you mentioned college and you've been at your job for four and a half years but did you take any like high school classes did you know what you wanted to do or was that all college um i so from a young age i always thought i had a knack for technology you know like my dad's always asking me for help on how to do uh, like share something on facebook or how to plug in a vcr like i was doing that for such a young age that i was always interested in tech and how tech worked I was not introduced to computer science, though, until I was in college. I actually started through college. I was going for a math degree. And uh, my advisor was like, you know, you have all these AP credits. Like, you're going to need to take, like, more classes to meet the required hours for the first semester. So he's like, why don't you take this? INF 120 intro to programming class. And I never heard of programming. Didn't know what it was. And so I took the class because I'm like, sure, why not? Like, it's just an intro class. I had the best professor my first class. She was also a woman in tech. Um, and I just remember, I love telling this story because I just remember she was passing back quizzes one day and like I had done decent on it and she like walks past me and she's like, girls rule, boys drool. And I was just like mm-hmm. laughing about it. So like going back to having that support system and the encouragement early on is like so, so important. But yeah, I was, I've been working towards where I'm at, I would say since college, but I do think like high school, elementary school, middle school, it all helps you get to the college point with preparing you for the, with hard work and like the basics. So, I mean, my whole life, I guess, in a sense, but like, I think college prepared me for computer science, for software development because I did not take any classes. I know, I think Kimball County offers one, but I just wasn't aware of it at the time. What was the hardest decision you ever had to make? In terms of like career-wise? Yes. Probably. Um, I think the hardest decision would have been to leave Newport High School. 
It was, so when you're a teacher, you teach for four years as an untenured teacher. And then the first day of your fifth year, you get, you, if you're able to, you get tenured if you're at that same school. So I taught at Newport for four years. And over that summer, I saw a job opening at Kimball County. So I was really very nervous um, in terms of leaving because I would have to start the tenured cycle all over again. And I just had my first kid and not that being tenured is like the end all be all, but it kind of provides a little bit of security that long as you do your job, you have a reasonable assurance that you'll continue teaching there. Um, but I think that was probably the hardest decision. And I really liked Newport. It was small, like Bishop Rosser was. Um, I absolutely loved the kids there. So leaving them was difficult because I felt like they were my kids. For a lot of them, since it was a small school, I would teach them for three years. So when I left, I was leaving kids that I had for multiple years. So that probably was the hardest decision. It, it was it was worth it, though. I absolutely love it here. Um, I'm from the community, so it's good to work in the community that I live in. What was the hardest decision you ever had to make pertaining to your work life? Um, probably the hardest decision that I've had to make is just deciding to move from uh, one position to another, and, and particularly when I wasn't unhappy in that position. So I, when I was working in my, our internal audit department, I wasn't unhappy with my job. You know, it's very easy to leave a job you're unhappy with or that you just don't like. Um, but when you're in a job or in a position where you're comfortable and you're happy, you respect leadership, like everything's going well, the decision to then jump from that to another position is really hard because you're afraid what if that doesn't work out or what if that ends up being worse or, you know, what if, uh, what if I don't like it? Um, and so honestly weighing kind of the pros and cons and, and, and making that leap from a really kind of comfortable position that I was in to a position where I was going to be, you know, new and not know, you know, anything and, and kind of have to develop myself in that, that role was probably the hardest decision that I've made to date. Um, and luckily it worked out, but, you know, I will say that, um, that one of the things I always tell people is, um, if you do get into that position where you aren't happy with that decision you made, you know, still try to find the benefit or the value in it. Like what skill set can you build or what exposure, what networking can you do? Um, that's going to allow you to take your next step because maybe there's an in-between step that wasn't so great, but it's going to eventually lead you to kind of where you want to be. So that was probably the, the most difficult decision I've made. Okay. So what was the hardest decision you've ever had to make pertaining to your job? I think it came down to right out of college picking between two great job opportunities. I was super nervous and scared. I mean, everyone's pushing you in college. Just get a job. Just get a job in your field. Like, you just need to get a job, but they don't prepare you necessarily like if you end up with two really great opportunities and I'm so grateful for that but I was also very stressed up until like I made that commitment of which one I went to I didn't pick the one that paid me more or the one with the best benefits I picked based on tech and which job would help me learn the most what is the best advice you have been given? Um, that's, I've been given a lot of advice, I feel like. 
um, in my life. People, whether I ask for advice or not, people love to give you advice. (laughs) But I would say one of my best advices that I received from someone was to always be authentic. Um, And and I like that word authentic because it kind of can mean a lot of different things. Um, A lot of times I've learned I have to say things that not people are always going to agree, whether it's this job, it's disciplining a student. I mean, those are not pleasant conversations or whether it's having a difficult conversation with a colleague because we disagree on something. Those are difficult conversations. Um, but the best advice I've received is if you're always authentic, then people, you'll respect others. They feel like they'll respect you as well. And at night, you have peace of mind that you were doing everything for the right reasons. Because if you're authentic with yourself and honest and you're authentic with others and their interactions, um, things tend to work out much better. What's the best advice that you have received? Um, the best advice I've received is um, networking. So always be networking. Always find people that um, you can have your back. That can have your back. That can you can go to for um, advice to um, you know be able to bounce ideas off of people that you really respect that you see as successful. Um, people that you can build a, a relationship with and kind of have them as a mentor for the long term. Um, I've, I've had some really great mentors. Um, I think it's a constant, you know, some of it happens naturally. You just kind of click with somebody um, that, you've, that you're working with or that you've worked with and, and you keep that relationship going. But I think there's also a component where you have to really be thoughtful about um, your, your mentoring and, and who you want in your circle, who you want, who you see as successful or maybe a place where you want to go and, and really kind of develop that relationship with them so that you can get their feedback or get their information and, and be able to utilize them in their relationship to, to help you through whatever you're going through in a professional sense and then you know help you to um, continue to develop your career. What's the best advice you've been given? Listening to understand. And I think this is key um, with anyone working in a team. And I'm sure it's weird to hear, like, you hear computer science and you don't necessarily think you're working in a team type environment. People just think you're, like, typing away on the computer. But... You're working on a team, usually of six, um, and I think it's important to really listen to what your teammates are saying because people bring different backgrounds, they bring different ideas, and I know it's sometimes hard to step back and listen to what people are saying rather than just responding to them and just being like, no, I think this is what we should do. I just think it's super important to... Really listen to your coworkers. So what's the best advice that you could give to someone, like a young woman just starting out? Or- so I have two daughters. Um, they are, one's almost 12. She'll be 12 here this month. And then I have a 10-year-old daughter. And we, my husband and I are very big believers that they need to have confidence in themselves. Um, so it's not easy being any kid nowadays. But a lot of times there's a lot of pressure on girls with self-esteem, with body image issues, um, with self-confidence. And I grew up 
always feeling like I had to do everything perfectly to please my parents, to please my teachers. And that's a difficult pressure. So I think the best advice and what I always try to tell my own girls is that just believe in yourself. Um, and when you believe in yourself, you'll you'll work hard. You're going to have to work harder than everybody else, but you need, need to do things for yourself and believe in yourself because no matter how much you do, you're not going to please everybody. So set yourself with realistic expectations and believe in yourself and do things for yourself, not because someone else thinks you should do something. I, I would say that's the advice I would give young girls or women going into a career field where there's not a lot of women. If if you don't believe in yourself first, then you're not going to do it. But if you believe in yourself, no matter how many obstacles you run into, you'll eventually overcome them. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the first time I didn't get the job and it was devastating. Yeah, I was crushed. I absolutely wanted this job, but I figured out what I needed to do in order to get what I wanted. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's the best advice that you could give to a young woman? Have confidence in yourself. I know it's super hard. I've consistently struggled with it, especially in a male-dominated field. Um, imposter syndrome is very common, I think, with anybody thinking that you don't belong um, in the work environment. And I just think it's important to just know that you can do it. I mean, there are so many great women in tech who's been around forever, like Grace Hover, for instance. I think her birthday is actually today. She was a pioneer in computer science, coined one of the most common terms of a bug in code, like just knowing like you can do it. And there are other women and powerful people who have been doing this and have done this. Margaret Hamilton, Ada Lovelace. I could literally go on, but I know it's hard to stick it out every day and you get discouraged, but just know you belong here and there's a reason you're here and have confidence in what you're doing and your abilities. So That's good advice. Thank you. This is the best advice that you can give to a young woman. Um, I would say to piggyback off that a little bit, the, you know, the advice I was given with networking is something I would definitely tell others to do, women or men, but particularly women, having that network of people that you can go to. There's been opportunities that have been open for me because I, you know, knew someone or they, they had worked with me before they understood my work ethic or my, the skill set that I had. And, and, and whenever you have someone that will actually you know, think of you when something comes up, whether it's a project that you can get involved in or a new position you could move to. Um, that's always a really good uh, compliment, but it also just opens up so many opportunities for you. Um, the other piece of advice I would say is um, to be diligent and, and think through um, your next steps, but to go ahead and take the risk. Um, you're going to regret, I think, not taking opportunities more so than you would taking the opportunity and it not working out the way you wanted to. Like I said before, there's always something to learn in a role. So if it turns out that that position or that you know position uh, on the project or that position in a, a, a new, you know, new area that you move to isn't what you expected or thought it was, there's still something to be gained 
from that. There's still people to network with. There's still um, things that you can learn that will take you to your next role and, and be beneficial. So just make it as valuable as you can during that time um, and never look at something as, you know, a wrong move or kind of a step back, but always um, look at how you can make it valuable or beneficial to you as you're continuing your career. That's really good advice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. This is Jeremiah Swords, and I wanted to say thank you for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to listen to uh, my students' hard work uh, and what they're putting in in our Campbell County Media Communications program. Uh, Until next time, thank you and have a great one.